over a time that you needed strength or encouragement. How did you feel when you got it? Pretty good? <laughs> I'd say so. How'd you feel when it wasn't there? Probably not that good. We're going to see today strength and encouragement. Oh yeah, they are important essentials in the Christian life. Today we'll look to see how our part in providing these necessary, necessary ingredients for life are a blessing not only to those that receive it, but when we give it as well. It's interesting. When you give encouragement, you become encouraged. Think of that. When I give encouragement, huh, I become encouraged. Wow. That's one of those mysteries of the Christian way of life. You know, what we give, we get. Jesus said, you want love? Give love. Want friends? Be a friend. Want help? Give help. Want encouragement? Give encouragement. It always comes back. What we're doing, we're going through Paul's letter to the Thessalonians, and we're deriving some golden nuggets for our own personal lives. Had some good, good nuggets last time. We learned about the five crowns that believers can earn while they're on the earth. And the question was, will I receive a crown? And you can. And we noted those five categories of crowns. The crown of rejoicing. That's the soul winner's crown. They share their faith. The incorruptible crown. Oh, that's that diligent, disciplined life for the kingdom of God. The crown of righteousness. Anticipating the Lord's return. Can't wait to see Jesus. Wow, there's a crown for that. The crown of life. That's the shiniest one. It's the modest crown. And the crown of glory for those that shepherd faithfully. I'd like to call your attention to the Hope Club podcast at newhopecc.tv or anywhere podcasts are found. And you can revisit that message. It's called, Will I Receive a Crown? And I find it to be very encouraging because it gives us inspiration and motivation to live the Christian life, to be diligent, to be intense, to be to calculate, you know, to live a calculated life. Like Paul said, I don't beat the air, but I make every punch count. And we want to do that with our lives. We don't want to waste our lives. So in the first five verses of, of Paul's letter to Thessalonians, chapter 3, Paul is saying that he's very concerned for the condition of the Christians there, and that he's going to send Timothy to check on their estate. So in 1 Thessalonians 3.1, here's what he says. Therefore, when we could endure it no longer, we thought it best to be left behind at Athens alone, and we sent Timothy, our brother, and God's fellow worker. I like that. He's working with God, just like many of you. You're working with God. Fellow worker in the gospel of Christ. And I sent Timothy to strengthen and encourage you as to your faith. Oh, we need it. And this is why. So that no one be, would be disturbed by these afflictions, 
For you yourselves know that we've been destined for this. Paul is not in a good place. He's experienced his own his own trials and tribulations, and he doesn't want them to be discouraged about his life. Paul's not a guy that threw pity parties for how he was feeling or what he was going through. He never did that. Nope. So he said, Indeed, when we were with you, we kept telling you in advance that we were going to suffer affliction. And so it came to pass. (laughs) Like, he saw it coming. You know, like you can see the storm clouds coming. Here they come. Close the windows. Paul saw it coming. And the great thing about Paul, he said, listen, I warned you this would happen. I don't want you to be discouraged because of what's happening to me. And he said, for this reason, when I could endure it no longer, I also sent to find out about your faith for fear that the tempter might have tempted you and our labor would be in vain. What's that temptation? Oh, you know, a dirty devil. He wants to get people to doubt. If he can get you to doubt God, God's plan, doubt your, doubt your place, your standing with God, that's all, he, that's all he needs to do. That's it. Remember earlier in chapter 2, verse 8, Paul told them that he had, he had a fond affection for them. He loved these people. When you love someone, you don't want them to worry about you. You don't give them the bad news. You say, listen, we're in the hand of God. So, again, when you love someone, you want to encourage them. You want to build them up. So, let's make this personal. When's the last time you encouraged someone? Think about it. Recently, hopefully. And by the way, it doesn't matter how good they were at whatever they did. You know, you can encourage someone because they did something very well, but you can also encourage them eh, if it didn't come out that good. You know, it didn't come out that well. Maybe it was a meal. Maybe it was a job someone did. Maybe it was anything. And whether it came out great or didn't come out that good, you can still be an encourager. Why? Because you love them. That's why. So let's go back to the beginning. Paul said, we sent Timothy, our brother, God's fellow worker in the gospel of Christ, to strengthen and encourage you as to your faith. Now, this word strengthen... It's the word sterizo, and it means to make steadfast or to make strong, sterizo. Could this be where we get our word steroids? I sent Timothy to bring you some steroids for your faith. Yeah. (laughs) And to encourage you. I like that word encourage. Para kaleo. Para means alongside. Kaleo means to call, to call someone to one side for help. That's the name given to the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, or parakletos, whatever form you use. And he comes alongside to help us. I think of AAA when I think of parakletos. AAA, you call them up, you got a flat, you ran out of gas. They come alongside with their big truck and they, they get you going again right? That's parakaleo. So think of it. You can be the spiritual steroids in someone's faith. You can build up their faith. And when you've got big faith, you can do big things. And like I said, the Holy Spirit goes by that name as well. So 
Would you say that we live in a world where people need strength and encouragement? Do you know anyone who could use some strength and encouragement? Let me help you out. I'm going to tell you who needs strength and encouragement. Everyone, with a capital E, everyone needs a little strength and a little encouragement from others. We all do. We don't know the half of it regarding what people deal with. We don't know the half of it. We only know what they share. We don't know what they keep secret. So think about opportunities to encourage people. This is Christian Radio. I'm sure many of you go to church. If you don't, shame on you. What are you waiting for? But you should have a gathering together of fellow believers and worship God and support the work of God, right? So the people that are involved, let's say you go to a church and they have a children's church. Think about thanking the teachers or the Sunday school director for teaching your children. It's okay to do that. Have you ever thanked people in your church that keep it clean or that provide the worship or maybe make the coffee? Things like that. You know, you go you go to church and there's people behind the counter serving and you ever thank them? How about the guys outside to help you find parking spaces? You know, they're out there all the weather, cold, snow. They're out there faithfully. Everybody needs thankfulness, encouragement, and strength. Maybe the person sitting next to you in church. You can look at their eyes and say, oh, they need a word of encouragement. And you build them up. It doesn't take much. What happens if we take people for granted? That goes against the Christian way of life. That's no good. It works against what God is doing in our lives, and it can also create an attitude of, uh-oh, entitlement. Entitlement. That's a bad attitude. You know what that means? We have this attitude of expectation. Hey, I'm entitled to all these things. I'm like, says who? Says who? But that's what happens when we don't appreciate all the things that are done for us by other people. Paul knew from experience that wicked people will always persecute the people of God, because you know what he said? He said in verse 4, For indeed, when we were with you, we kept telling you in advance that we were going to suffer affliction. He knew. He knew the people around him were not Jesus-loving people. Oh, they could be religious, but they weren't Jesus-loving, and they were responsible for much of his suffering. And he said, you know what? It came to pass. I told you it was going to happen, and it happened. So for this reason, when I could endure it no longer, I also sent to find out about your faith. Here's a guy that's suffering, and yet he's inquiring about the suffering of others. That's a man of God. That guy, he's a man of God all the way. So he said, I sent to find out about your faith for fear that the tempter might have tempted you and our labor would be in vain. All the work that he did in the Thessalonican church, he's afraid it all would go to nothing. That maybe that their suffering would cause them to doubt God. 
or to think, oh, maybe this isn't true. And the tempter would tempt them to turn from their newfound faith. You know, when faith is new, it's, it's like a tender little flower. It's beautiful, but it's fragile. And Satan, oh, he'll come after the new faith of a new believer. Oh, yes, he will. And that's why, if there are new believers in your life, be an encouragement. Be their steroids of faith. Build them up. Because I'll tell you what, they're in a very mm, fragile place. If faith is new, it's beginning to grow, hasn't blossomed yet. It's it's like a little sapling in a storm. You got to, you know, and they plant saplings. Sometimes they tie ropes to them and stake them in the ground so the wind doesn't blow them over. Ever see that? Put a couple of ropes here and there, hold them down. Because they're saplings. They're fragile. They're little baby trees. And we have little baby believers. And they need to be encouraged and strengthened. What a what a great opportunity for every believer that's been saved for, what, four, five, six, seven years? I don't think it takes much. But to come alongside a brand new believer and be a source of their encouragement and strength. So I'd like to end today with showing you how important it is to strengthen and encourage one another. It really is important. I know there have been times I've needed it, and I received it, and I was thankful. And there were times other people needed it, and I gave it, and I think they were thankful too. It's one of those things. It's like we need food, we need air, we need strength. We need encouragement. We need hope. We all do. You know, yes, we've got the power of the Holy Spirit, but we're still human. We're fragile humans. So let's talk about strengthening. In Luke 22, verse 31, in the middle of satanic attack, Peter was under attack, and Jesus knew it. Oh yeah, he knew. And he got a hold of Peter and he said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded permission to sift you like wheat. Isn't that interesting? First of all, he wants permission. Because he can only do what God allows him to do. This is why, don't be afraid of the devil. Are you kidding me? Don't be afraid of him. There's nothing to fear. Whatever he can do, God allows it. And here he is, not only seeking permission, demanding, what an arrogant fool, demanding permission. Who does he think he is that he can go to Jesus and say, I demand you to give me permission to sift Peter like we? <laughs> if I was Jesus, I would have said, poof, you're a loaf of bread. <laughs> I would have turned him into bread right there. But I'm not Jesus. Good thing, I guess. So, you know what Jesus said to Peter? Listen to this. I prayed for you. Isn't that something? He didn't say, I turned the devil into bread. He said, I prayed for you, that your faith may not fail. And you, when once you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. So Jesus is like, no, I'm not going to take the devil away, but I'm going to pray for your strength and your faith. And then I want you to do that for others as well. Man, there's something going on here about faith. There's something going on. I think 
God wants the world and the angels to see how important faith really is. Faith is our strength. Faith is our hope. It's what we stand on. So Jesus said, Peter, I'm praying for you, buddy. Don't you worry. Satan wants to do you in. And I'm praying for you. And I want you to pray for others. Then in Hebrews 12, 12, the Bible tells us what happens after divine discipline. Ooh, ever been there? I think I have. (laughs) He said, strengthen the hands that are weak and the knees that are feeble. Because what happens? We get beat down. We get knocked down. And God's not interested in people that stay down. Yes, we'll all fall down, but no one is supposed to stay down. We're supposed to get up. Get up. And keep going. There's no excuse for staying down spiritually. Okay? Write that down. There's no excuse for staying down. God will not hear it. Doesn't want to hear it. And in 1 Peter 5.10, let's say you're going through a hard time and no one's there for you. Maybe no one knows. No one's lifting you up. No one's encouraging you. I want you to know something. God is. God is for you. You know what Peter said? After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Wow. Four things. Peter's saying, God will do this for you. Don't go get all discouraged because nobody's around. The phone's not ringing. Nobody's calling you. God is there. And he will perfect you. That means he's going to complete you. He's going to confirm you. No doubt about it. You are his child. That's never going to change. And he will give you muscles. He will strengthen you. He'll give you faith steroids. And he will establish you. What do you think that means? Probably like, put your feet on a rock. You're going to stand on a rock. And that's your foundation. And Jesus, oh yes, he's that rock. So strength comes from people, but strength comes from God. If there's no people around, God is there. Now, what about encouragement? We need that too. How often should I find a way to encourage other people? Well, the Bible says in Hebrews 3.13, encourage one another day after day. Wow. Day after day. As long as it is still called today. (laughs) I like that. It's today. And why? Why do we have to encourage people every day? so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. That's why. You know why I think we fall into sin? We get discouraged. We get discouraged about the way our life is going, so we take a different path. Oh, I don't like the way my marriage is going, so I'm going to take a different path. I don't like the way my job is going, I'm going to take a different path. I don't like the way my church is going, I'm going to take a different path. And we, we choose the path of sin. 
thinking that, oh, this will be much better. Yeah, let me know how that works out for you. (laughs) It doesn't work out. But what we need is to be encouraged. We need that. And like I said, if no one's encouraging you, then be an encourager. You will encourage yourself by encouraging others. Because you are providing a beautiful service, a wonderful service. By lifting else, by lifting someone else up, you're lifting yourself up too. So Hebrews is saying people need this every day. We need it every day. We're all at a different place spiritually. And sometimes you think, oh, there's a seasoned believer. They got it together. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how they need a word of encouragement. Just like that little baby sapling. Everybody does. And like I said, if you're not an encourager, your heart could get hard. And you could develop a spirit of entitlement. You don't want that. No, no, you don't want that. So, you know, at church, when you go to church, give people hope. Give people encouragement. Thank the greeters for being there. Oh, thank you for greeting me every week. When you bring your kids to Sunday school, thank the teacher. Thank you for teaching. You're not in big church with us, but you're teaching the little kids. And you're giving it up. Thank you for that. And there's so many things to be thankful for. So many things. Be thankful somebody brought you to church. Somebody shared Jesus with you. And then go and do that same thing for someone else. Get acquainted with people. Get to know them. Maybe there's a cousin or a neighbor or a co-worker or an old friend. Maybe start having a more serious relationship with them through encouragement and bringing them along in the faith, whether they have a little faith or whether they have no faith. Maintain a constant contact with them. That's, that's encouragement is relational, right? It's relational. So that's why if we walk with Jesus every day, that encouragement is going to come because we find it in our relationship with the Lord. We find it in our relationship with Him. And how do we walk with Him every day? Well, you know, we're in the Scriptures. We pray without ceasing which doesn't mean we're praying 24 hours a day. I, I think it means we have a, uh, a sensitivity to the awareness of God. We're walking in fellowship with God. We're talking with God, thanking God even for the little things that happen in our lives. You know, I thank God for green lights. I thank Him for green arrows. Because <laughs> when I'm taking a left and the traffic's coming, if, those, if there's no green arrow, forget about it. Sit there forever. Oh, but when there's a green arrow, thank you, Lord. (laughs) Now I leave them behind and I take my left turn. Oh, yeah. All the little things. All the little things. So many things. The more you encourage others, the more you will be encouraged. You will. And isn't that a great way to go through life? Because we all need it. Every single one of us need it. You can encourage us here at New Hope Radio. Join the Hope Club. Join the Hope Club. Get a daily devotional every day, five days a week. We'll send it to you. And what do you give? You give $3 a week. That's it. 
So we try to encourage you with the Word of God Monday through Friday, and then you encourage us with $3 every Friday, and we can pay our radio bills and make sure that we are here every day, because we love to be here on this station sharing the Word of God with you, because we love you, and we want you to grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus. We do. We want you to have a good life, a full life. We want you to be steadfast. We know, as Peter said, Satan goes about like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. And we want to do all we can to make sure he doesn't devour you. We don't want that. No. We don't want that for anybody. We want you to be strong in the faith. And then, here's the next desire we have for you. That everybody that listens to New Hope Radio, that when they face Jesus, and he looks you in the eye, and he says to you, I saw you down there. I saw your life. I saw your struggles, your heartache, your trials, your tribulations. Well done, good and faithful servant. Well done. I get goosebumps thinking about that. (laughs) I want that for you. I want you all to hear. Well done, good and faithful servant. That's why we're here every day. And you can help us to be here every day. And we can help you with those devotionals. So go to newhopecc.tv. Click the giving button. Then there's e-giving. Scroll down, choose a radio fund. And uh, fill out the information. This is an honor system. $3 a week. We're not going to check up on you. We're not going to call you if you miss a week. We just It's an honor system. We're Christians. We operate according to an honor code. Okay? So, if on your honor, you commit $3 a week, fine. And we'll send you the devotionals. And by the way, the Hope Club podcast, man, they're there for you. You can go anywhere. You can just type in the Hope Club podcast. And they'll come up. And all the messages, man, they're there. Build you up build you up in the faith. That's what we're looking to do for you. Oh, time flies when you're having fun. And I hope you're having fun. I hope you're enjoying the Christian way of life. It's a walk with God. It's a companionship with the Lord Jesus. It's power from the Holy Spirit comfort, guidance, encouragement from his word and the fellowship of the saints. That's a pretty good combination. Don't miss out on any of that. So I want to thank you for coming along. Join the Hope Club. Pray for the program if you can. Whatever God puts on your heart. And I will see you next time for more of New Hope Radio.